Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. and women who like a thick, black, hairy back. This is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Orpike and joining me are my fellow zoologists, AJ and John. All right. Every week I think that you can't do better and you do. Then he he does. does And you know, I I write these about 10 minutes before the show. <laughs> I'm have like, a little shit, chuckle. I come up with something. Have a little chuckle that, to yourself. That's surprising. I, 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 they do come across as, as, as beautifully crafted. So, <laughs> you know, it's that pressure. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, great work, um, AJ. How are you? I should ask. I'm great. I'm excited to talk today. All right, good. Well, uh, <laughs> what a movie. We are going to talk about <laughs> Max Monomore or Max My Love from 1986, directed by Nagisa Oshima. Uh, and so this is, um, it's a weird movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think this is one of the most avant-garde films like I've ever seen. Like, I think it's so avant-garde, you don't know it's (laughs) avant-garde, you know? It's like when you think of an avant-garde film, you know, think of a razor head or something. It's like, it's, you know, the story, the story is like, it doesn't make a lot of sense or this weird imagery or or it's Mm. non-linear or but but this is like it's a linear story (laughs) that that, you know people are uh interacting with each other i guess fairly normal like like you can follow everything but then you're coherent (laughs) linear coherent and it resembles a romantic drama or or of some description except one of the key players is a chimpanzee yes (laughs) So, did you all watch it alone, partners? No, Frank was there. Yeah, I watched it with my wife. Wow, you all did it the right way, like forcing other people to watch all, it. Although my wife did start reading a book. So. <laughs> Never a good sign. No. And then Frank said, these boys are into some sick shit. <laughs> I love that he said sick, not like... Not like weird or strange. No, sick. No. Straight sick. up Hello? 
synopsis. Come on. Here we go. <laughs> British diplomat Peter Jones, by, played by Anthony Higgins, discovers that his wife Margaret, Charlotte Rampling, is having an affair. He shows up at the strange apartment uh, of her suitor, hoping to spring the adulterous couple in the act. Inside, he finds Margaret in bed with her lover, an adult chimpanzee. Peter and Margaret debrief over dinner, and naturally, he has many questions, particularly about how it all works sexually. Margaret keeps stum about that, and Peter comes up with a civilized, civilized solution. He proposes that Max, the chimpanzee, moves into the family home. Margaret refuses, but Peter makes a persuasive case. If Max isn't brought into the fold, he'll probably end up shooting him one day out of jealousy. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret relents and Max moves into a caged-off area in their swish apartment. Now, Max slots into the family unit pretty well, having breakfast with Peter, Margaret and their son, little Nelson. He even attends a dinner party with their society friends, but ruins it by getting quite intimate with Margaret in front of the guests. We'll talk about that later. Peter is obsessed with knowing what goes on between Max and his wife. It's driving him a little crazy. He engages a prostitute with an exceptional bust to come back to the apartment and have sex with Max. She tries a few methods that would that they would all definitely work on me. Um, but she's not Max's type. This makes Peter think that Margaret is messing with him and demands to watch them have sex, that is. She tells him he can watch through the keyhole. Uh, and you know, having had enough, Peter demands that Max leave the apartment. So Margaret locks herself and their son Nelson and Max into Max's room with a chain on the on the on the, across the gate. She says that they're staying in there until Peter changes his mind. So Peter gets his gun and tries to shoot Max. Now uh, Max gets the gun off them, and they sort of <laughs> he fires off a few rounds as well, but it's it's all for naught. Uh, Peter is arrested and released shortly after, uh, uh, probably because of his diplomatic credentials. Margaret goes out of town for a few days to care for her sick mother, leaving Max in Peter's care. Now Max becomes despondent as soon as she leaves. He stops eating. He's basically lovesick. Desperate at the fading uh, Max, Peter drives him to the country and he's revived as soon as he sees Margaret. Margaret's mother uh, takes Nelson, uh, their son, uh, and Max on a drive uh, you know, into the country and Max escapes into the wild. Margaret is distraught and Peter is surprisingly quite supportive um, throughout, <laughs> throughout that. And as they drive back into the city, uh, wondering if Max has been shot by hunters... He suddenly jumps on the roof of their car and the family is joyously reunited and they return return to the city uh, to resume their life. Um, that's Max Monomore. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. When when he gets the hooker for the chimp, <laughs> I, I could not believe it. I was jumping off the couch. My wife had to leave the room. <laughs> She's reading a book. Well, this is before the book got out. But... Did she think it was going to be too hot for too hot for TV? <laughs> yes. Well, she thought she thought it was going to, you know, happen. Bestiality is yeah. what she thought was she was going yeah. to have to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, okay, well, since we're on that scene, now I'm just going to close off the, you know, the discussion that I've been having mainly with myself about the bosoms. Yeah. Now, I feel like, I feel like this is, proof of concept so if this prostitute chick was the lead 
then this movie would not be an art movie, okay? No. <laughs> um, the rules of the art movie preclude amazing racks from being in the lead. Her bosoms were so good, um, they were obscene. They were... They were <laughs> if, if ever you want to know, AJ, if you want to know what... What we're after? What that's what we're. That's what we're after. They were. Ev- they were everything. It was like it was. It was. It was like that song. You're the top. You know. <laughs> I was, in my head, that's all I heard. I just. It was like you're the top. Like I was like yes. These are these are top shows. So was it and was it ten on the boobometer? It was. It was ten out of ten. They were natural. They were. They were big and buoyant and just like. It was just. You know, she was strident as well. Like just. Yeah. Getting them out. Didn't care. Max didn't care. Either. Max did not care. She got involved, not quite knowing that that she was going to have to sleep with the chimp, and she took that news pretty well. Oh, like a champ. She was just she like, said, "Yep." Do you want right. me to? Would you like me to have sex with him? And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's like, that'll cost you double. But I'll do it. Yeah. I like a challenge. Well, but we need more can-do people out <laughs> challenge. there, I say, you know. So that's a great scene. Now, look, to be honest, look, I'll go, uh, well, overall, you know, just first, did you did you enjoy the film or not? I No, I, I liked it. I thought it was a bit long. Yeah. I'm not asking whether you want to have sex with monkeys <laughs> or whether you want to watch them have sex. I'm just saying, did you enjoy the movie? Yes. Okay. It was long. Well, <laughs> and it it was quite strange that it was straight into it, wasn't it? Like it was, monkey and scene yeah. two. Yeah, like, like, you thought it was going to be. I thought there was going to be later, a halfway build up. Yes, but it was. Yeah. there was no lube. And and sort of the <laughs> the the, <laughs> the backstory to like how she got the chimp, and it's like that's sort of you know very kind of throwaway. It's not really. The film's not really concerned with how... Unrealistic, you think? The, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very unrealistic. <laughs> well, they don't dwell well, on a... any of that. They just, you know, no, no, straight no. into They it. would today and it'd be boring. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> the, I think this is going to work really well because you guys, are, you guys are, uh, are looking askance at the film and I, I really liked this movie and I put, I put this movie... I think I put it off for 20 years. Like, I, the first time I saw it, I saw a st- I've seen stills from it, like, forever... And I always was just like, yuck, what's that? I don't get it. <laughs> all, all of that stuff. Like, you know, it looks boring, it looks disgusting, or it looks, what's the deal? Like, all of that. Now, this is just one of those cases where I was just totally wrong. It was, um, I, I really, don't wait is, is sometimes, you know, is the message. Because it was funny and sad and dark and weird and... Uh, you know, we can get into some of the specifics of why it was why it was so special as well. But I was the same movie. I really liked it. I really liked it. Okay, um, and I just yeah. But look, I guess I, it's it's a, I'm a little bit tainted because of the of of the serious talent behind this movie. Like like mm, okay, this movie on a couple of fronts. It, I mean, it's it's basically like the Traveling Wilburys. So we've got like we've got Nagisa uh, Oshima, the director. He's the director of In the Realm of the Senses, which we are going to watch on this pod eventually, which is a masterpiece. And so he's amazing. Um, the DOP is Raoul Coutard, who is basically the DOP, uh, John Luc Godard's DOP of of all of his French New Wave films. So 
just imagine he is basically the 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 uh all-seeing eye of the french new wave so you know breathless contempt all those movies from the 70s which is which are just so iconic of, of so him shooting this movie and this looks nothing like those movies as well so that's amazing like you've got the guy from the, the, the french new wave and like because french new wave is meant to be like handheld like dirty like just you know in the apartment with people smoking and, and all that and this was nothing like that no. this was lush and the rest of it um the the uh, producer uh um uh, what's his name? Serge uh, Silberman. Is that his name? I think so. Uh, and he is basically uh, the person that isn't in this, connected to this movie that should be, is a guy called Louis Bunuel. Uh, so Louis Bunuel, incredible director. This is basically a Louis Bunuel movie. That's why I loved this movie so much. I was like, it looked like one, it felt like one, and... The, the 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 guy who who wrote the screenplay with the director uh, Jean Claude Carrier, we'll, I'll get into him maybe at the very end. The author of eighty screenplays, uh, including Belle de Jour, Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, Phantom of Liberty, That Obscure Object of Desire, The Unbearable Lightness of Being. So obviously, I'm a little t- like <laughs> tainted because there's a, it was it was there was so much you know, behind it. But I was just, I was just thought it was great. I I, th- I wondered, we can get into reviews later, but I feel like the movie has been, it wasn't that well received, maybe. Yeah. And, um, you know, we have to get into it now, but that's strange to me. I think maybe because 1986 is very different from the 70s, like the moment of international cinema in the 70s, I think, especially French cinema and stuff, was it was just a different moment. Mm. 1986, it's, it's all changed, you know, where... where where after the difference is in 1970 was it five and I, uh, it was Jaws I think and 1977 was uh, Star Wars yep. that blockbuster the, that, that is the mm. beginning of the blockbuster and so 1986 it's just a completely different world and and I I, I thought they worked really hard not to have any fucking 80s bullshit in mm. <laughs> like didn't have robots and yeah. you know whatever the fuck else you know like or like or they didn't have like it wasn't you know, which I love all that, but but it, it it really just tried to be a timeless movie. Anyway, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. Let's get into um, other issues now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it, it's a satire on the bourgeoisie, right? Like like these bored upper middle class assholes, and and you know their their vapid nothing days. You know, they're filling their their days with with just like I don't know dinner parties and fucking chimps and you know just ha- having because everyone's having affairs as well because mm. that you know the the um husband's having affairs she's fucking chimp like although no, and and the affairs is interesting because the one of the guys she, the, the margaret's everyone's having affairs. Mm. so the, so peter and margaret are having having affairs so margaret's lover <laughs> who is from the vanishing so which is an, a, a masterpiece and so he's an absolutely chilling character in this movie called the vanishing and so i was like oh my god it's the guy from the vanishing <laughs> it's just it was, so it was great to see him but still in this movie he's a total punk bitch he comes over <laughs> and she's got max at the dinner table with all, with all the other um society creeps and he goes back so pathetic. He's he's, he's like an archaeologist or something. Yeah, he, yeah. he goes back and he shows her this thing. He's oh look, I got this 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 cup or whatever this thing from one thousand BC. Here it is, and Max knocks it out of his hand and smashes it. Max, oh, 
Il est un élevé. Il n'a pas l'habitude de tout ce monde. Et I could see that coming a mile away <laughs> yeah, as well. Too. I was like, that chimp is just going to grab it and fucking throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I Fuck you, Archibald. Really well. <laughs> so, yes, all the, 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 you're right about these affairs. And, and it's funny, in The Vanishing, um, uh, that's said in France, half of it is said in France as well. And that guy is, it, uh, when you watch French movies, they're all about mistresses. Mm. Yeah. Like, this is a thing, like, like mistresses. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's not, it's just not, uh, it seems to be among a certain, well, I don't even know now, but at least represented on screen, we're told that it's a, an accepted part of a certain social set, mm. you know, that, that you have a mistress and, and whatever. And um, it's just so alien to me, like, like you know, like, fucking hell, like, <laughs> more, more money, like, more where, where the fuck's my mistress? <laughs> I don't, well, the reality is... Too many women um, to disappoint. No, but it's <laughs> too, too high maintenance. That's right. Like, like, yeah. like um, I don't know what my wife's thinking <laughs> ever. So why would I want a mistress as well? And it's that extra layer of whatever. You, you know what it is. It's like um, absolute daros get into those sorts of situations and really rich people. Yeah. You know, pe- yes. people in between. Like yes, yeah, I was going to yes. say that. <laughs> that, that, that we can't afford to do mm. it, you know, because Darrow's no. don't have any money, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And then rich Darrow's people do. You have this sort of stuff going on. Though. Yeah, they're, they do. They're mm. Sort of, they have like multiple people on the go, and they are, you know, and they're addicted to the drama as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Whereas, where, and, and when you're on the other side, other end of the spectrum, when you're super rich, it's like, well, you can just, you know, it doesn't matter. You can pay people off or mm. whatever, you know. You've got minions to do your bidding. At the end of the day, I also don't know anything about uh, class politics, really. Like, and maybe this is this is a cultural thing because I feel uh, we're certainly not a, an egalitarian society or a classless society in the way that people talk about in Australia. But, but certainly, it's comparison to yeah, comparison to Britain, comparison to France, mm. whatever. We got no fucking idea. Like, like cause at the end of the day, we're all kind of a bit bogan. Like, oh, even even our um, <laughs> leaders, like our prime ministers yeah. and stuff, they're all just a bit loose. We call like, our prime minister Albo. 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 Like, it's just Scoma. not. There's no dignity. <laughs> there's no. We don't like people being rich and getting ahead, getting heirs and yeah. graces. Yeah. Like we're like, oh yeah, things things pretty good, does he? Like, <laughs> like we're just like we're always taking the piss out of everyone. So, which I don't know. Like, um, then again, you know, when you do meet rich people, um, AJ, have you ever, you do you know any rich people? Yeah. Do, what, are they are they a, like a different class of person or? Yeah, it's kind of a different world, but the rich people I know are pretty down to earth. Sure, Ricky, you know any rich people? <laughs> I, I have come into contact contact with some rich people, yeah. But I don't see, I don't know enough about them to to get a bee in a bon- my my bonnet about the way they're living and stuff. No. Like, oh, geez, there's definitely so... less bogan in them, I think. Yeah, right. Definitely. I do change the way I speak around them. Do you? <laughs> a little you bit. Don't say the c word as much. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think that you'd have more of a problem with art types than rich people, Astro. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you mean like like people who who think they're artists and stuff? Phonies. Yeah. Yeah. Phonies I hate that that's what all I hate, you know. Yeah. I, um phonies and fraudsters and and yeah, wankers. The, yeah. The, the, I can't stand all of that. So yeah, you're right. But um but but I feel but so let's here's a good question. Pull back. 
What is Max the Chimp being used for in this movie, do you think? Well, his, his juicy D, for one. <laughs> it's very literal of you. Uh, <laughs> I have written down that it can be taken on different levels, so <laughs> that will say that's, that's level one. one. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I think there's obviously the surrealist part of the movie, which is... It's it resembles a normal movie, and there's a shocking element that 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 uh, puts everything off balance. So we've got that, but but I also think that we have to take the love story at face value on another level as well, because I feel like it's moving in parts, and it and it didn't have to be. I've seen I've seen love stories with this almost you know similar creative people involved, same producer that are more biting and, and more sneering. You know what I mean? This this There's a couple of parts like Max being lovesick and mm. Peter driving him to see Margaret was really sweet. I don't know. I was a bit unconvinced <laughs> by that. You wouldn't drive Max to see <laughs> your wife? Why not? I'd probably fucking shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something wrong with Peter, right? Well, I don't know what is wrong with, but I think that the what's wrong with them all is that they are their it's like their, their lifestyle or their manners or the the way they're they're overly civilized mm, yes. lives yeah. uh, have given uh, they're unable to call out things that are plainly beyond the pale. Mm. So, I mean, I'm talking about once we get past that, obviously, but Max shouldn't have been allowed to come to the house. No, like he should he should have you know his wife when she was with Max. Like he should have called someone and and said this is not going to happen. Like you know, mm. and maybe she wanted him to, and he didn't. Maybe that's what the movie's about. Like, because another question I have is: is since the keyhole is in the credit sequence and it's mentioned at the end, does she have sex with Max? Like you know, I know what you want, Ricky. You want to say yes, yeah. but she does. There is a a, a possibility that she doesn't. Mm. And that it's there's something else going on, and you feel like, on you know, um, their love does seem quite genuine uh, mm. on on one level, but at the same time, uh, it seems like a, 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 an attack on the husband. As yeah, well. she's kind of fucking with Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you gonna shoot him? Just she's getting off on it. So he should have. He hasn't done anything. He should have. Mm. At the be- you know, at the beginning, he should have said, uh, "Well, he should have been a man and mm. smashed the place up and done something about it and said, no, this is not going to happen.' Yeah, you know? and you better and get t- tested for monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> is this how you get it? According to Douglas Murray. <laughs> oh right. Oh, you, you sent me this article. What's what what's what's going on? Is this how monkeypox is transmitted? Apparently, well, he's <laughs> just okay. basically saying that. Um, He's he's surprised that the human race is still around because there are people out there that are doing stuff like that, and you know we should be rife. We, we should have been exterminated from these sorts of diseases that have crossed over from animals because people love to eat bats and mm. and shag monkeys and stuff. But for some reason, we're still here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting what you said about civilized people. Now, I, I, I've pulled this little quote here from. A, uh, a review from 1994 from the Chicago Reader, uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum, 
And I, I pulled this out because it's it well, proper. Yeah, it touches on this. So I'll just read this one paragraph. Much of the film's ongoing humor derives from the human couple's sense of decorum. In a game effort to preserve his marriage, the diplomat, Anthony Higgins, who has a mistress of his own, arranges to have the chimp moved into their flat. Even for a filmmaker who essentially changes style with each picture and has a reputation as a taboo breaker, this is uncharacteristic. The poker face surrealism of civilized people attempting to be mature about a woman's passion for a chimp seems not surprisingly more like Bunuel than Oshima. True, but I, but that's the point. Like Bunuel's um, producer is the the guy. He's produced the movie, so. Yeah. And Bunuel was dead. Well, I guess I guess what I like about that quote more is it, it kind of sums up, you know, the poker face surrealism, you know, civilized people attempting to be mature about this mm. this this just wild situation where yeah. most people, like that husband, yeah, would would tear the place apart, and then I mean their relationship would be over. Like, mm. you know, John, <laughs> John, sorry. if John, if, if Katie shagged, mm. I don't know. A kangaroo or a koala or something. <laughs> thank you for thank you for making it culturally appropriate. Yeah, I like that. Where am I going to get a chimp from? Like? Yeah. The circus. Uh, it'd be over, right? Um, look, you know, life is long. You got to work through these things. So, anyway, no, no, I don't think we could continue on for much longer. But um, yes, no, I think that uh, that guy's. Right, like it's um, you either you either are on, you're on board for the absurdity or or, or you're not. Mm. Um, but uh, I think there's so much restraint with with the with the camera with the other actors. There are also people. Um, actually, almost everyone else is playing it very straight, mm. and they've been told to be straight. So, mm. you know, uh, their reactions are. You know, sometimes we get a comical one, like that. Some people, are, like the maid, the maid. <laughs> yeah. like well, she's the maid. She, yeah, she's yeah. dropping stuff and going, "Oh, I like being really shocked." And like, she's so, the one that gets monkeypox too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How did it go? He's a little frightened. Shh, Max. Max, no, lentement. N'aie pas peur. Peur, je m'en vais pas. His name's Max. Yes, his name's Max. So that's you've got to have some people doing mm. that. That's that's you know, uh, but everyone else is in us in a different movie. Mm. No, but you see, you see also she she's lower class the maid. So the maid's ah. lower class, and, and everyone else is upper class. She's mm. the only one that sees how fucking ridiculous this yeah. situation that, is. This is that is beautifully spotted. I got no fucking idea about. I told you, class. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Like, so, but that's true. Mm. She's she's truly shocked. I mean, you know, the other people are shocked. Like like the there's you know the the psycho neurologist or whatever. Yeah. Like he's not impressed, <laughs> but he's not. As a poor should mate. be, mm. yeah, you know, and and the zoologist, <laughs> he's kind of into it. He wants yeah. a, a book out of it. He does, yeah, you know, he does want a book out of it, yeah. And he wants them. He, he wants Peter to film film it. <laughs> yeah, OnlyFans. That's only where fans. I thought it might have been going with the stripper at first, with the pro- prostitute, mm. that he put the cameras up. Mm. 
But that's the thing. That's why it, these sorts of movies are always much stranger than you think. Because if it was just about the sex or whatever, mm. that'd be one thing. But it's not. It's oh, something yeah. else is going oh, yeah. on. You know. Mm. And uh, she's like, "Oh, he's, I'm not. You know, I'm not his type." And she leaves. Yeah. And you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> and then she's there at the end. She's like, "Hey, Max," when he's on the roof of the yeah, car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And it's like, do you know that? Well, no, no, but Max does. And they're laughing. And... <laughs> it's Max. He's on the roof. On the roof of the car? You need to stop. I can't stop. We're on a motorway. But, Dad, at least slow down. Are you sure he won't fall off? No, of course not. He'll be fine where he is. knows her too but she wasn't his type <laughs> well, while we're there what do we think of the ending because this movie could have ended I think a couple of different ways uh, or could have ended many different ways but but possible endings Max could have been freed into the wild by mm. Margaret or, or, or whatever I feel like I've seen that movie some, somewhere along the way <laughs> Uh, Peter could could have killed Max, or yeah. Margaret could have killed Max in the way she said. But instead, or Max could this... have killed all of them. He mm. could have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have done that. Uh, but instead, we've got this triumphant ride back into the city, which is something something out of yeah, Baby's Day Out style <laughs> hijinks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a look who's talking at the end or something. And then um, we have this this dinner table scene, and it ends in very Bunuel fashion, talking about a dream, you know, uh, where she says she explains her dream, which which sounds like it should have been, or could have been the ending of the film, which is the police come to get him and she ends up killing Max. And then it just, just sort of ends on this really dour, strange note. What are you thinking? I was imagining I heard the bell ringing. I opened the door and it was the police. They'd come for Max. They'd had complaints from the neighbours. And they wanted to lock him up. They said you have no right to keep him. He's too old. He's too dangerous. He's already escaped once before. And what did you do? holding on to him. I pleaded with him. But it was no use. So I took the gun. And I killed him. I, I Yeah, I think it's a, it, it is a, a weird ending. Mm. The, the way, it, yeah, it sort of moves to hijinks and then it's like happy Brady Bunch at the end, you know. But I but, get, but, well, it's... I guess it's meant to be ambiguous, though. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. putting that ambiguity because your part of you is like, oh, is that going to happen? Yeah. Well, th- you know, 
maybe they're opening it up to a sequel, you know, where, <laughs> where, where she gives birth to Max Jr. And it's just Nelson and Max Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Poor fucking Nelson. Yeah. The, kid, the kid's yeah. going to be fucked up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think it's wise to own a chimp? No, because we've seen there's that there's... I've, I've seen that was it a Netflix doco uh, about some woman who owned a chimp and it like ate her face off yeah well I have 10 facts about chimps okay <laughs> so chimps are our closest living ancestors they shed 99% of our DNA and behave more like human beings than any other species on earth okay so number one in 1975 Jane Goodall witnessed serial killer chimps that stole killed and ate newborn chimps oh wow hold on at uh, at Seville Zoo, zookeepers gave chimp uh, a chimpanzee named Gina a TV and a remote control. Not only did she learn how to use these devices, but she also figured out which channels showed porn, and she wouldn't watch anything else. <laughs> my my kind of lady. Number three, a chimpanzee named Julie was once spotted sticking a piece of grass in her ear. It seemed to serve no purpose. Other chimps started to copy her, and after a while, it became an expectation. Either you wore a piece of grass in your ear, or you were an outsider. The Kardashians. <laughs> yes. Number four, male chimps will often hunt and collect more food than they need to use it to buy sex from other female chimps. Hey. Hypergamy. Number five, male chimps uh, will charge females and beat them senseless for sex. Males will rip out the female's hair, stomp on the women and kick them until they've lost the will to escape. Then the males brutally rape the females. Worse yet, the males will even kidnap and murder the female's babies so that the women will want to mate again. (laughs) If female chimps get caught fucking a weak male, the high-ranking men will beat the women uh, for their shame. Male chimps have been seen attacking their own mothers for sex. Wait, so there's one there. You, you, so the idea is that if your woman has sex with a with a cuck man, yeah. you've got to what you've got to beat her. Yeah, yeah, and say how dare you go go soft like that? Yeah. Like That's don't right. don't. It's a bad message. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number six: When chimps are given human toys, the females gravitate towards dolls and act out motherhood, whilst the males pick fake weapons and things that roll. Your- Cancelled. Yes. You're cancelled. They, okay? they pick fake weapons and things that roll and practice beating and killing. Oh my God. No, they don't. They do. The girls code and <laughs> yes. uh, girl bosses, and the men um, play nurses. Just get ready. Yeah, they play. They, yeah, do that. Or... And get pegged. Yeah, get pegged. <laughs> get ready to get pegged. Uh, chimps dominate through violence. Uh, one chimp named Frodo that was being observed by Jane Goodall took over a whole group, dominating and beating everyone, including his siblings and Jane Goodall herself. Jane took a beating. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. She got dragged around by the hair. That would have been in her, in her younger days. Mm, yes. Definitely. Yeah. The chimp later stole a human baby, dragged her into the jungle, beat her to death, ate part of her and left her remains in a tree to send a message. <sighs> Three, three more. Three more. You ready? Three more. That was Sunny Seven. <laughs> yeah. Three more. Okay. Chimps make weapons and plan attacks. Chimps in Senegal have been spotted making crude weapons, making spears out of sticks. Uh, one chimp in a Swedish zoo called uh, Santino would perform feats of strength for zoo patrons. If they laughed, he would hurl rocks at them. Zookeepers later found that he was hiding and stockpiling rocks at night to use the next day. <laughs> 
<laughs> Number nine, chimps go to war. The first chimp war ever observed uh, was the Gombe chimp war, and it went on for at least four years from 1974. The four-year chimp war. 1978. That'd be a great movie. <laughs> Fucking Planet of the Apes. Uh, chimps, uh, we've sort of covered this, but chimps are cannibals. Uh, when the wars are won, the chimps will rip the enemy's infants, infants out of their mother's arms, kill them, and eat their remains. So... <laughs> Just don't don't own a chimp, you know. <laughs> Michael Jackson, get rid of bubbles. Oh, yeah, bubbles are probably ongoing. I would have thought, but uh, yeah, okay. Those those are dreadful, mm. dreadful fa- factoids. <laughs> Why do they all have to involve violence and killing? I thought you were just going to say, oh, they've got this many fingers. Yeah. And, you know, you know, like, they've no. taught one to brush its teeth or something. <laughs> killing like, oh, babies. Yeah. yeah, they were all killing. Well, killing. see, I, you know, I just did some. Uh, that's what I thought would come up, a mixture of things. But <laughs> all the factoids that I could find were all brutal. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll just change change tack for a sec. Uh, and we'll just do Keeper or Creeper perhaps to <laughs> lift, lift the spirits of the group. A, a palate uh, cleanser. Yeah, palate cleanser, perhaps. Look, it's very simple tonight. Two two stark choices. Uh, we've got Anthony Higgins as Peter Jones. You know, just a couple of things. We don't know a lot of it. He's a little bit mysterious, mm, but true. we do know we know a few things. He is a definitely a was well, a diplomat, so high value man. Okay. <laughs> now, good great apartment. That's true. You know, not very bright. Mm. You know, like big windows and. All of that. A lot of brass. Yeah. Mm. And um ornate. It's got an ornate style. Yeah. Access to good food, you know. D- g- look at those grapes. You got me. I love those stores. <laughs> he goes into some store in and it looked like they were growing the grapes in the store. Mm. It, you know, it was just uh so next level, very, very a uh, man of high taste. Supportive of what you want. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want. Was a little bit pissed, though, about how much the rent she was spending on the other apartment. Well, yeah. look, he is, at the end of the day, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's practical. And, and he just thinks that <laughs> 2,000 francs a month for, a, for an ape uh, or a chimp uh, lover is too much. <laughs> so he was practical. He, I guess maybe that's another thing. He can make the right decision because he was like, well, what are we paying that... <laughs> money for he could just you know max just could just live move in live with us and you go okay fair enough like i mean you know like that's something um yeah i, I don't know i mean there's not much else to say really so, so we'll just well, that's you know everything about him uh next up uh ailsa burke as max so uncredited <laughs> now indeterminate age oh that's true so it could be Fifteen could be two, thirty-five. Could be thirty-five, don't, yeah. Don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Now, no job and no apartment. <laughs> and it kind of wrecks your stuff. Well, look, that's <laughs> what is stuff, you know. So, um, now you are you're paying for everything. That's true. So he's co- he's not coming with any resources. No, nothing. We've been okay? here before. And we have, I, th- I feel so. And we, we have because he has suit, yeah, yeah. you know, as well. So there's that. Um, the shoulders as well, not just the chest. Or the back. The legs and everything else is also hairy. Um, not a fussy eater. <laughs> now, no friend group. 
really. That's so true. That does put a lot of pressure on you. That's true. We could stay so no, in a lot. You could stay in a lot. You certainly can <laughs> stay in. Yeah. But uh, still, uh, you know, uh, you, you, won't, you, you don't want to deal with your partner's rubbish friends, you know? So that yeah. could be a plus. That's yeah, a big well, plus. It's, it's taken a lot of boxes. But look, what happens when you go away is, he, oh. you know, he, he does get a little clingy. So mm, that's the downside <laughs> of that. But he will move to suit you. So, you know, <laughs> if you've got places you need to be, you, he can he can come with you. Uh, he's okay with an open relationship. That's good. Um, I don't even think he's cognizant or aware <laughs> of it, to be honest with you. I think he's just... He's happy to be around. I would say he's soulful, you yeah. know, and he really, and and definitely a serial monogamist. <laughs> so one thing they didn't address in the movie, which needs to be mentioned, is that, um, you know, I think you might be cleaning up his waste, unfortunately. Yeah. that That's something yeah. that probably, you know, is the price of love, unfortunately. We've got Maria. So, yeah, if she can deal with it. You do have Maria, so she can she can handle a lot of that. Um, Although she might die of monkeypox. That's true. Oh, well. <laughs> she might. <laughs> so very stark choices tonight. Mm. Peter Jones, diplomat to the Queen in France. Keeper or creeper? No, he was a bit warty. He was a bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. No lacklustre. Yep. <laughs> um, fair enough. And uh, Max, keeper or creeper? I couldn't tell if Max was a monkey or a dude in a suit. That was a good performance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, there you go. The touching was nice. He he was gazing into her eyes. Affectionate. He didn't seem to want much else. He wasn't into... He did get a bit aggressive at the dinner table, though. He did, yeah. That's kind of hot. There you go. Well, (laughs) was it suggested that he he was playing with himself at the table? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass creeper. Mm, creeper. <laughs> Was it all that stuff Ricky said about the <laughs> all the stuff they do? It's just your high standards, <laughs> Yeah, I just keep all that in mind. Anyway, that's keeper or creeper. Uh, it's a as a creeper sweep tonight. Uh, I I have only one piece of trivia tonight. Okay. Oh shit! All right, only on. one. The director originally intended there to be a scene where Max performs cunnilingus on Margaret, but ultimately decided it was too risque for French cinema. No thanks. Well, he's got form. He's got form. We're in, the, in the realm of the senses is uh, unsimulated and incredible film. Uh, one of Madonna's favourite films, actually. And uh, it's a masterpiece. And there's some stuff in that movie... Like if anyone, like if he's no, sometimes with his trivia, you go, oh yeah, but did that really happen? That I believe that one hundred percent, and I think he would have had that conversation, and thought about it, and you know they would have gone really far, and then somewhere along the way, just the movies become it, it finds its own level. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it, I think somewhere along the way, it was more appropriate to go. Oh no, we've just talking about it and we've pushed it as far as we can with the prostitute and the rest of it like there was no need to go that extra <laughs> I think I think that extra level you know oh. would have made it um, yeah well un, unreleasable in America for starters <laughs> yeah but um, yeah great trivia love it love that. <laughs> only needed to be one <laughs> yes the trivia to end all trivia okay I've got um, two little reviews here First one comes from from the year 2000 from Empire Magazine. 
uh, held up for UK releases for over four years, this heavily touted tale of Charlotte Rampling humping a chimpanzee turns out to be no more than a feature-length tease and not a very good one at that. Uh, the director fumbles around with the basic plot involving British diplomat Higgins's bizarre reaction to the news that his wife, Rampling, is getting it on with the primate. Being a true patriot, he prefers that idea to going horizontal with Johnny Frenchman, and the whole thing lumbers along like a deadweight farce as poor Higgins tries desperately to find out what exactly goes on in bed between Rampling and the man in a monkey suit. It all tries uh, for a satirical tone somewhere between Bunuel and Noel Coward, uh, and it all falls tragically flat on its face. Impossible to take seriously or as satire, this film is an embarrassment to humanity and our cousins <laughs> in the jungle. That's hardcore. I know who wrote that. I've seen that. I think I've seen that online. That's Kim Newman. Is that what it says? That is his fucking name? Oh, I, I'd have to look it up. I, I forgot I to think it uh, is. write it down. Empire Magazine can fuck off, okay? And the person who wrote that can fuck off. And again, what is this crap? Oh, it feels like Bunuel. It's like, well... Mm. Yeah, the, the, I guess I guess the, the the screenwriter and the producer worked with him a lot. Did you? No. And it's like, well, shut up. I I just love that that what 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 this reviewer got out of it was that he he'd rather see his wife fuck a chimp than a Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also said it's a big tease, so he wanted the big show. He, he wanted did. the big yeah scene. He wanted the cunnilingus. Yeah. <laughs> so he's missed the point. So they show this, they, they, like the credits shows the, these keyholes, right? And, yeah. And it's meant to be, I feel like one of the messages mainly, uh, well, maybe, I'm just thinking out loud, is the inability, not sorry to get heavy, but the, <laughs> the sort of the inability uh, to ever really know other people mm. and to know what they're thinking or what they're doing or... You know what I mean? Like he he desperately he wants to. It's not that he wants to see the fucking, or he might, but he wants to know. Yeah. He wants to know: is it true? What do you think? Are you really into this, yeah. Margaret? Is this what you really want? Like, and all we can do really, just like watching a movie or or listening to something or whatever, all we're doing is looking through a keyhole. Mm. We're not. We're not. We're not getting truth the way we want it we're not we'll never know yeah. you know and even at the end she says that story and you're like really is that really what you will mm. never know yeah. you know mm. so anyway i liked it more than this guy that <laughs> yeah. fucking reviewer obviously. well i've got i've got one little paragraph from some weird website called the spinning image and they took issue with max's performance okay so, <laughs> <Heavy>. okay <laughs> Max has a disappointing lack of personality, a blank canvas to project the attitudes of the filmmakers onto, and more interested in eating than anything else. His pining for Margaret at the end comes out of nowhere. The film is light and accessible, but finally baffling in its edition of an animal rights message. Did another monkey write this? <laughs> so I, I, I don't really animal. understand the baffling edition animal of an rights. animal rights message. That didn't What's make sense. What's the animal to me. rights message? It's it's don't do anything uh, with uh, to animals that happens in this movie like 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 this, this is not don't lock them up yeah. don't try and shoot them don't try and sec- have sex with them don't do any of that yeah don't 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 do any of that <laughs> Jesus I got to say there's one scene uh, I quite enjoyed and that is um, it's it's a random scene where that that woman is coming to dinner and she's outside she gets out of the and car and it's pissing down with rain and then all of a sudden this dog knocks her over 
and steals her flowers? That was spectacular. <laughs> and it's a real stack too. Yes. Oh, real yeah. stack. She slips over hard and and the husband's so horrified at, at the inconvenience of it all. Yeah. Of the rain and her sitting yeah. over. He's like, should, should we go home? Yeah. yeah. You know, like Yeah. There's also a weird thing with flowers. Everyone's bringing flowers mm. all the time. This is I think this is some French yeah, shit. I think right. so. Is that what French people there's do? A French, do oh, there's a French girl who I work with uh I'm going to ask her. I'm going to say, is this a thing, French thing, or is it a rich mm. thing? Because mm. it, it, it's all not the a time. me thing. Yeah. All the time. And it, and man or woman as well. It's like, here, here's mm. your But they're, they're always holding them upside down as well. Yes. Is that what you do? I don't know. We are convicts. <laughs> yeah. And everyone who's listening to this, you just understand that, okay? <laughs> we don't know anything... This is a rock, like just a burning hot rock with, with <laughs> yeah. nothing on it. With big spiders and us <laughs> on yeah. it. We don't have flowers down here. No. We have we native and flowers I, that last we, forever. <laughs> my wife loves natives. Yeah. She's obsessed with really, them. She's like... Really she in loves, at the moment. She loves a native flower. Mm. Um, all right. Well, I'll do the Me Too meter because you need to hear it. All right. Just a couple of, couple of, couple of things. Uh, look, just a small note. Peter is doing uh, what all men should do, and that is allow uh, themselves to be cucked by their women. <laughs> uh, the celebration of cuckdom should be normalised and encouraged. That's just a short note to begin with. Uh, second up, the very notion of including a beautiful set of breasts is problematic on many levels. Women should free the nipple, but only if they're disgustos or BBW at least. <laughs> Hot women with incredible tits are not empowering anyone, but merely feeding the patriarchy mean, uh, you know, the patriarchal meat grinder. Disgustos need to unite and to ensure that not one single boner is ever had again. Who's with me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ricky, Ricky shakes his head. He's, he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not with you. <laughs> All right, next up. The grotesque gag of this movie has backfired really because... Although Oshima wants us to judge Margaret for engaging in a sexual relationship with a chimp uh, that she that she keeps captive in her home, really it's an empowered celebration of a woman who is comfortable with her kinks. This is the world I want to see brought into being, one where there's no judgment about whatever sexual perversions I choose to engage in. And furthermore, I reserve the right to blog about it, write articles about it, and bring it up at work in front of people who I know are a bit reserved. My kinks are your problem, okay? <laughs> Deal with it, you fucking chimp phobe. But what you missed out there is also just like letting those kinks be exposed to your kids as well, you know. Oh, well, that that's, yeah. I mean, how else are they going to learn, you know, about what's important <laughs> it's just education. Education. It's just education. Anyway, let's twerk. So anyway, uh, alarmingly, much as in Altered States, a previous sideboob cinema film, the filmmakers have employed a performer to play Max. This is very disappointing, uh, much as that reviewer said. As Tom Hanks said recently, we've entered a new era of authenticity and it would have been nice to see the role given to an up-and-coming chimp actor. Uh, for too long, chimps have had to watch from their swimming swinging tyres as non-chimp actors took all the plum rolls. Every chimp deserves to see themselves on screen, to dream about one day accepting the Oscar for Best Chimp. 
<laughs> Do better, I say. Chimp lives matter. <laughs> so, uh, Boobomber rating, well, pff, you know, I be- I'd no need to bury the lead. It's it's 100 out of, yeah. you know. It broke 10. the meter. Yeah. It broke the meter. This is the best And with set. only one pair. One pair, but the best set I've ever seen uh, on on the screen. Okay, that's saying a lot. It's a lot, but you know, it's it's just the, it was just outstanding, outstanding work. So there's that. Anyway, me too, meter. Uh, what's what's what are we what are we giving this out of ten? Uh, I, I I I think I think you could probably show this at Sydney Uni, right? I don't know what they think. Mm. What do you What do you reckon? Like, is it? Um, would they? Actually, I, again, I'm so confused because they might say the the fact that it's so uh, international. Like, it's a, there's it's French, uh, Japanese, and I think American money all mixed in. So we've got mm. you know uh, Japanese director, we've got uh, you know French people, we've got Americans, we've got English. I think you could probably they they could probably say, oh, it's it's their culture. And just be talking about either the Japanese director or the French mm. people or whatever. They could say it's their culture. Um, but they don't explain enough in the movie. It's not black and white enough for them. It's, oh, the morals aren't black and yeah. white. It's not like they don't have the scene where <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's clear what we're meant to think. That's right. Where, where you go, oh, okay. Oh, the woman was the reason. <laughs> oh, you, like usually it's that scene where you go, oh, it, the, it was the woman who found, who, who found out about Watergate. <laughs> And solved all of that. And you go, I knew it. Or, oh, I get it. It was the four women who, who, who helped him get to the moon like it's privately. Me, it's he got he he got to the moon, but it was the women, like those beautiful women who, they really bolstered him. It's meant to be like an episode of Degrassi Junior High or something. Yes. It's meant to be solved. Problems meant to yeah, be solved. Yeah, that's right. Where, where, no, nothing's solved in this. So, I look, I don't know. I don't know. And, and honestly, the sexual stuff now... Is so confusing. Mm. I actually don't know because remember, as Louise Perry, so I brought her up last week in that book um, by Louise Perry, the left have only got consent. So it, if you take away consent, then they've got nothing. They've, uh, a secular left-leaning uh, individual has nothing to rely on because they can't say, you know, God says it's wrong. They can't say it's inherently wrong on some other level or whatever. Like they they they're left with nothing. So the monkey if you can't, go, can't consent. Well. Fuck! What's the, what do they don't they say mad shit about um, pedophilia though? Don't they be? Yeah. Aren't yeah. they? Aren't they? That's no, from... not pedof- pedophilia anymore. It's no. minor attracted people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wouldn't they? Just, aren't they? Aren't they really? Wouldn't that same person be inches away from saying that? Bestiality you know, sweet. Yeah. If a, <laughs> I if think a horse so. loves yeah. you, then you then you. I, love I honestly it think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we should be able, like, you know. So I think they might be down with it. I think yeah. this would be low. I think they'd be like, yeah, three out of ten. Yeah. Like, you know, they'd be go, they'd, I'd go, what's the two for? And they go, well, the titties, that's that's two at <laughs> yeah. least for yeah. titties. And the one, what's the other one? They just go, just a good measure. Just cause. Like, yeah. Just cause. And then the rest of it's fine. And they go yeah. to the chimp. Should she be having sex with the chimp? And they go, um, it's up to her. They go, don't, um, you know, my her body, her choice. Yeah. And then I go, what about the chimp? And they go, well, you know. He looked into it. He's part of the patriarchy, yeah. isn't he? And I'm like, <laughs> you people are insane. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it'd be it'd be pretty low. Yeah, I, I reckon three is a good score. AJ. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> just staring, <laughs> blank look, going, tongue out. Yeah, just there. a little bit like that. 
right. Well, that is Max Wonderwall. Now, would you indulge me? Because I, after seeing that the screenwriter of this movie, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Jean-Claude Carrier has authored 80 screenplays and they gave him one of those fucking like just nothing Oscars for because they blew it like in 2014 or something. They were just like, oh, here you go. You're good. Yeah. But we just before we he didn't. dies or something. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He died like a few years later. But um, I feel like we should dip into this man and something about this. This got me jazzed up about Bunuel. I, I want to do uh, Carrier and Bunuel and I think we'll go big. Uh, discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. We're doing Ooh. this. I'm doing this. It's going to be great. So uh, this guy has... Both of these men are, are highly credentialed. But um, this... I was just blown away by the, by, by the output. And uh, and it made me want to watch Discreet Charm and some of the other stuff. And I think we'll, we'll have fun. I think so. Belle du Jour, yeah. Phantom of Libya. I, I, I feel like French filmmakers are prolific. That they just—it's like they release a film every year, you know. Mm. Well, this is going to get you jazzed. Like, um, you know, I don't even know mm, Carrier, the screenwriter. Don't think he, he had anything to do with this one I'm about to tell you about. But there's a there's a great film which I would love to show you. But uh, that Bunuel did. Maybe we'll do it. It's 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 famous. It's called The Exterminating Angel, and it's about a group of people like you know these bourgeois elites who come uh, to dinner and um, they. They just can't leave, oh. and it's not. And it's not that anything's stopping them. Like someone goes, like it's the end of the night, and someone goes, oh, puts their coat on, and then goes. To, they go to the door, and they just go. They sort of stop and just turn around, and they just sort of sit down and start feeling a bit queasy or something. They just can't leave, <laughs> and so they end up staying there, and it gets you know crazier and crazier. But that's famous cult film, The Exterminating Angel, and that's just one random film. Mm. And so I think this is going to be fertile ground. I don't know whether there's any chimps in the other in oh. the other films, I'm but I, I, I thought maybe you'd suggest we do like the Planet of the Apes <laughs> marathon. Imagine that! What the fuck would we talk <laughs> That's about? Right. We just go. We find something anyway. Well, we might. We probably would. Probably would. So, all right. Well, that's 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 all I got. All that's left in the tank. That's it. I gotta go. <laughs> well, we said what we said. Yeah. So we said, AJ, did we? Yeah, bestiality's sweet. <laughs> yeah, we used to say bestiality's well, it's bestiality's best. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what they used to say. I mean, just as a just as a, a little joke, you know. Anyway, until next time, long live the new flesh. <laughs> Every time now. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs>